This is Open Encounters. Hear the voices of the people who have crossed the Mediterranean Sea. Now they're on their next journey of settling their lives in Italy and beyond. Their voices on Open Encounters from migrants of the Mediterranean. Hello and welcome to Open Encounters. This is the podcast from Migrants of the Mediterranean. I'm Pamela Kirpius, the host and also the founder of Migrants of the Mediterranean. For those who don't know, Migrants of the Mediterranean is a humanitarian storytelling publication. Um, I began this around three years ago when I started traveling to Lampedusa Island in Italy um, to observe what was happening there with migration. There's a long story of how I actually found Lampedusa, but for now, I'm going to fast forward over that. There's some more information on the website if you want to see that. There's a founding story. There's essays that go back until 2017. Uh, take a look at those if you're curious in the meantime. But uh, expect otherwise that just over the course of these episodes, I'll be speaking more and that will be our opportunity to kind of understand how I actually got there and found the place and started doing this thing that I'm doing now. Um, so. Uh, so we have time. There's no rush. <laughs> um, one thing I want to fill in for some American listeners is what is Lampedusa? A lot of people don't know, and that's normal. Um, it makes a lot of sense. It's a very tiny, small island. It's 20 square kilometers. It's a rock in the sea. Even the locals will call this. It's just a rock in the sea, in the middle of the sea. And um, and what makes it unique is this is this tiny Sicilian island. Technically, it's part of Sicily but it is the southernmost European land point to Libya. So when those inflatable rubber boats are escaping Libya with migrants, they'll be rescued and many times um, they'll be brought to Lampedusa for a first reception. So that is, that is what Lampedusa is. Europeans are gonna be much more familiar with that because it's always, it's more headlining in the news there. Uh, and, and, that, and that's just merely because of um, your proximity to it. America is on the other side of the ocean, so we don't get those same headlines. So that's what Lampedusa is. Um, and again, how I found it, we'll get into over these episodes. First, because the first thing I really want to do is get you into this episode, which is a conversation that I had with um, one of the migrants I, I met um, almost three years ago now on Lampedusa after he was rescued in October 2016. Uh, he is from Guinea. Um, we stayed in touch and it took about a year and a half for me to first find him. Uh, a lot of people after they leave the island will be transferred to bigger cities in, in, in Italy. So you'll have people go to Milan or Rome or Naples. And for that, it can be quite easy to find people if they stay in touch with me. I can, I can take a train. I can sometimes take the metro even to find people uh, who I first met there and reunite and continue their story, find out what life is like for them now, now that they're beyond this first stage of reception on the island post-rescue. And it's now the story becomes more about integration and your daily life. So uh, so for those people who, again, are in those city centers, it's quite easy for me to get to them. For other people, uh, as is the case with Amadou, 
maybe they live in tiny villages that are in the south and maybe there's not a direct train or a bus and you don't know how to navigate uh, the roads if you have a car. There's all sorts of things that can kind of come up with this, especially if you are a team of one, as I am. And um, so it took me some time to figure out how to get to him. When I finally did, it was worth it. He was standing on the side of the street, smiling, waiting for me, uh, and it was great. Uh, and he, you, it always feels like magic when you see people for the first time after, um, after not seeing them since Lampedusa, when you know they're still in this this trauma mode. Um, it's not who they are, you know. This is just something that happened to them, and so to see them again in the real world living you know it with normal society around them is quite striking um so this conversation um also was not initially intended for broadcast this time last year i still just had a little rickety hand recorder and i was using this to record our conversations so when i would write their stories for the website i would have my reference pretty normal for a journalist um but as I was going to look at his story that is written for also the website right now, you can go there and read it. Please do. There are images, um, some really wonderful images of him and his life uh, there in Calabria now um, that will be really interesting to you. Um, but, uh, but there was no idea of a podcast initially. So that's for that you will hear i ask for your you're going to hear some static you're going to hear some glitches and um and for that i ask for your patience um the sound quality is good but it's not great um there's there's a little patch of static about two and a half minutes in i just ask that you stay with me um i want you to hear his voice i want you to hear how we communicate i want you to hear how things are misunderstood and how they need to be talked about and asked again and again um you know I have an American accent. He is from Guinea. He has a Guinean accent. So we have different ways of speaking. There's a different syntax to how we phrase things. Uh, there's, a, there's all sorts of things that come into speaking uh, when you come from a place like West Africa versus the United States that need to be accounted for. So even though we speak, we both speak English, there's tons that needs to be repeated and talked about until we actually understand. Uh, and you'll even hear there's moments of frustration. And, you know, these are the moments because those moments, if you let them lie, are the ones that can so quickly turn into anger. You know, one person feels misunderstood. One person doesn't feel heard. Uh, it gets, becomes too complicated, too frustrated to sit and and. And, and try again and to really understand what the other person's saying and so maybe you walk away and that's where anger begins um, but here you, you'll hear the frustration but it subsides because we stay with it and we're listening and so I want you to hear this because this conversation once again is, is as much an exercise in listening and language as it is about revealing the heavy and very difficult details of Amadou's experience crossing the sea from Libya, of the family he has that went missing, and about his then thoughts and opportunities for work in Italy. So he's trusted me with his story. He doesn't like to talk about his missing family very, very often. It just triggers all of the emotions once again. This is something that's quite difficult for him to live with. He has no answers. There are people that he loves that simply disappeared. Um, we have photos of, him, of his missing family, but we've kept those private 
out of respect to him and his family who uh, doesn't wouldn't want to see that circulating on social media for example so um, so I also send my respect to Amadou um, if he's listening to this uh, I thank him again for his story um, he has always been generous and patient and um, and I and I don't take lightly um, the things that he has had to go through to get to where he is right now. And there's still many things he's living with um, that are not resolved. So please, uh, have patience once again for the sound quality of this particular episode. Going forward, things will change. Um, I have a real voice recorder now and microphones and all the rest of it. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, please listen. Amadou's words matter. His voice matters, and it matters that we learn how to start hearing each other. So here is Amadou and me on the beach in Longobardi, Calabria, which is in the south of Italy, in May 2018. You'll hear the rushing of the sea in front of us. We're looking at two boats on the horizon that resembled the vessels that rescued him in late October 2016, just before we met in Lampedusa. So here it is. Amadou and me in conversation. All the experience for us when we are in the boat, when the rescue boat see us, they want to rescue us. They, they have a sign they are used to do the way they are used to rescue people, like a whistle. When they blow that whistle, you might be know that this is the rescue, but somebody who never rescued, how you should be know that this is the rescue? So we run, we think this is these people, is the asthma boys. Oh. You understand? Yeah. So we run until we, uh, the boat started to spoil under. Because by that time, all the people stand. You know, when we stand, the feet can spoil the boat. Right. So when the boat started to spoil, so unfortunately, I'm there and one man, so we say, no, now what we are going to do is, let's go, these people, when they catch us, when they close us, we should find money and take ourselves out. If at all, it's asthma, boys. But no need for us to come and die, they're running from people. So after the captain turned the boat, uh, they come and rescue us. At the time, we know that we have a rescue boat because, you know, rescue and asthma, boys, they are not the same. Asthma, boys, they are only with gun. Then the rescue boat, they are welcome you to Italy. That's right. That's the difference. Right. You know? So after rescue was that I know, if not the rescue, if not the rescue at that moment, because we run far away, if not a rescue, something will not happen. I will not say we should die, but something will more be happen. Because why should I say so? The boat is already spoiled on that. There was a hole in it? Yeah. Water is starting coming inside of the boat. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not afraid of the water now? No, not Even that time in Lampedusa, I come around the sea to swim. So, you know what a problem is? If you be in a boat, mm-hmm. example, if you be in a boat, now you go in a boat well about one day two day three days then the boat have a problem seven mm-hmm. people die 15 people die you are inside that boat if you rescue you might see many things you might explain many things you understand but you who rescue nobody die in your boat uh, for me i don't 
I thank God. Uh, truly speaking, I thank God. And everyone on your boat survived. Have I got that right? Uh-huh. Everybody on your boat, they all survived? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, everyone survived. When the boat wanted to spoil, then we shout on the captain, turn the boat. If at all is asthma boy, they should mm-hmm. catch us. If at all is normal people, everything now is better than to die here. Right. You know? So right. That is the main thing killing many people. <laughs> our, our experience that thing. When they see this kind of boat, you know, this is rescue boat. Mm-hmm. This is international sea. Mm-hmm. This is rescue boat. Mm-hmm. When we see the boat, then we start argue inside the boat. This is asthma boy. Uh, this is Italy rescue. This is asthma boy. Then the captain will say, I will die, but I will not return to, uh, to Libya again. So this kill many people in the sea. Because... I don't know whether you understand. I do understand because you're saying it, that you're not sure if it's a rescue boat or Libya. You don't if it's rescue And if it's Libya, you'd rather die than go back to yeah, Libya. Yeah, than to go back to Libya. And so the captain doesn't take you toward the boat and then exactly. you die. So... When they see uh, uh, the people, when the rescue see the people, so when they say welcome, welcome, so still these people they don't allow and they don't their sense don't give them the mind that this is rescue. Mm-hmm. They will start running this way. You are running inside the water, then you are in a plastic boat. Okay, now they too, they have this small small boat. We call it that boat we call rescue. Mm-hmm. This small, small boat, they will drop them down to the sea the and follow you by force. The little rubber boats that they yes. have. Mm-hmm. You see it. Yeah. If you look on Google or YouTube, you see I've it. I've seen it. So they use those boats to go and cross before you and to show you that we are rescued. Don't kill yourself. And they did that for you? You see. So and, and it usually happens like this. So some people, their engine is good. Mm-hmm. The water is normal. They will run until the boat, the boat split into two. So when the boat split into two, even here, before you rescue, five or ten will die. Your boat split into? No. No, it it's didn't. It's example. Yeah, yeah. It's an example. I say if you run, before those people will drop their boats, before they will uh, run after you, some people, the boat will es- escape. Right, I, right. Okay, uh, some people, yes. Yeah. Some people, the boat will split into two. Okay. So they have seen them normal, but the, the amount they rescue is not too much. Um, Many people might have in this problem. And when you, and when the boat came to get you, was it a German rescue boat? Was it um, Spanish? Was it Italian? No, for us, for us, I think, for us, German. It was German. German. Do you remember uh, the name of their boat? No, no, no. I forgot all that because the um, flag and Libya flag together in the boat. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you got to Lampedusa, was it the day or was it the nighttime? In the morning. In the morning. Let me tell you, many people will not know the time they rescued them to the boat and how they, they transferred to the dry land. Yeah. Many people will not know that, they will not consider that one again. All the fear they have from that their boat there, you know, you will not know this boat is danger until you be into the boat. Let me tell you this question. You will not know this boat is danger until you be into the boat. You go on, you go into a place that you never see stick, you never see land, you never see nothing. It's there you will know you are not in a boat, you are in a plastic boat. 
But all here you will think, yes, eh, this boot is good, eh? But no. No, it's not good. And when the you boat, see the rescue boats, they look like that out there on the exactly, horizon? Exactly, yes. Three months before getting to my people, that I say they are my people. Your family? Yeah. Uh, three months before speaking to them, because in Lampedusa I could not speak to them. Uh, in Sicilia also, because I lost the number. The phone number. Yeah, it was memory, it, but I don't know why, how come she got loose in my mind. <laughs> you lost memory of the phone numbers yeah, during that time? Yeah. And yeah. it came back to you? Yeah. So, so then you finally talked to your family when you got here to um, Calabria, here. Calabria. Um, and and you were at that point telling them, advising them to not leave, to not follow you. No. No, we never talk about that. You didn't. No. There, at home, the time they move from home to this place, before they call me. Mm. I don't know whether you understand. Yeah, they called you before you, they left. They, no, they, they don't call me before they left. They just left. And that was after you arrived here? Yeah. After I arrived here about last year this time, they don't move. Okay. They don't move last year this time. They didn't move. Last year, next month, they didn't move. Mm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So they move up to the time they arrive in the territory of Libya before they contact me. Uh, Bro, we are in this place, huh? Uh, and I tell them now, you have to do, you get back home. You know? So at this time, they have give money to one man, the connection man. Mm -hmm. That we say the dealer man. Mm -hmm. So that man too, he betrayed them over there to pull them. So I try a lot for them to return. So they could not. So they come to one lady. This lady is a Senegalese lady. The name is Fatu. Mm -hmm. So I talked to this fat lady, please help me, my, this family, they return. They are already registered. Mm -hmm. You know, there is UN who can help people to, and AU can, to return, to, to go back. back home, because you are suffering where you are. Right. You understand? I've seen so that, So yeah. they already register. Mm -hmm. After all, those ladies tell him that my sister is here. Now, what you will do? I'll push him this days. Go with him. So when I call this lady, she will never pick up my phone again. My people, they will never pick up, they never call me. So this is how I lost contact with these people, this is my family. So the last time you talked to your family, you were telling them to go to the UN so they could be... They already registered. They, they already all, registered. They already registered. Now they are waiting for the plane to be full, they go back. Because I last talked with them the 12th December, 12th or 11th, 12th December 2017. 12th December 2017. After all, if I call, the lady cannot answer. When I send message, the lady can answer me that your family, they are in home. Nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to them. And I tell him, help me, these people go. It's like that. Only today, this time, this end of time, she called me that. Ah, me, I was trying to surprise you, but uh, I don't know because right now I cannot get, I don't know about the people and even my sister is included there. That, she's the one telling me this now. Mm -hmm. Even my sister is included there. I don't know where about the boat. Their boat, I don't know where about their boat. You see? Sure, that's right. Um, okay. Then this one, I think, these words are here, but it's in all of. 
lotus okay. you see this lady that's why i tell you this lady this is she speaking wolof you know i call her call her call her then i send the sierra leone embassy to come and arrest her my, my family is in the hands of her i want to get then she send me this message she say ma She's trying to tell me that they are all are that time, not now. Mm. That time they are all are okay. Why I'm worrying? They are all are okay. These people and the children, they are all there. They are fine. After all, she just. But you never heard from them. And that was the last time you talked to your family on December 11th or 12th. December 11th, 2017. She sent me a message. And tell me who and tell me who the people are from your family who are missing right now. It's your sister, you said. Yes, many of them. Uh, yeah. Not only my family, Pamela. If I explain you this thing, if you see why I was, I was uh, exigent for these people to return, it's because this way is not good. It's dangerous crossing the this sea. This way is not good. This way is not good. Not only is not good. You know, it's the people are not good, not the way. But Amadou, I'm trying to understand who the, who exactly your family members are, who you didn't talk to. Was it your mom, your sister, your brother, your kids? Who was it? Are these people I send you these, these pictures? Yeah. These ones? Yeah. This one, they are my blood. So that was your your children? Yes, they are my children. And your wife? Uh, my brother passed away. I tell you that. I think uh, 2016. I tell you that. I think so. I don't remember, Amandu. I remember you have a brother in the UK. Okay. Not that one too. So the wife of that one mm -hmm. is this lady. Okay. So the family... And she, and she is she in Libya? They said they pushed him. She left in the water. That's what I'm explaining you. You don't understand. No, no, I'm trying to understand who is who. This lady, she's the wife of my brother. When my who brother died. passed away, yes. Okay. They take the woman and give it to me. You know, for us, we do that. Okay. You married your brother's wife. When your brother passed away, you don't she want the woman. She becomes your wife. Yes, because you don't want the woman to carry the children to another place. Okay. You don't know how she's going to care the children there. Okay, so you are her husband now. You understand? Understand. So now they just take the way. They want to come to their husband. And the one guy is in France. Many girls, many women. So I cannot explain. 
So, and one boy, Suleiman, we are neighbor. That one too, people are saying he's in Libya. But they cannot lock person for two years, three years, no. You must have a way to escape if you are alive. Some people say they push them, they escape them inside the water mm-hmm. and carry them back to Libya. But I don't believe, you know. If it's, they said hap- it's happened. Two years inside prison. And I don't know. That is mm. lying to you. Mm. Inside the two years, I meant, you the, I meant the, the capture of, at the sea and brought back. To, yes, but inside yeah. the prison, between those two years, three mm. years, you must have a phone, anyhow to contact your family mm-hmm. or to contact somebody to get money or when somebody get out you give him number mm-hmm. because when we are here we must be a friend Pamela I cannot lie to you we must be a friend because we suffer a lot we know what's going on so do people call you from Libya so for when money? You, when you go out somebody must call you, I will give like when you have chance now we are friends we meet in the prison now you have chance to go out I'll give you my family number or my friend number or somebody who I know. If he had about my condition, he will help me. I will give you that person number. I will tell you now, please, you are going out, you will have your freedom. Mm. Because when you are not in prison, you have freedom. You are going out. Now, when you are out, please call this number, tell him. I'm the social person, my mother name is this. I'm the social person, I'm from this village. I'm inside this place. Tell him to help me get out of here. You know, you don't have phone to call, but somebody go out. That person, he know where he leave you. He must contact that person. If that person don't pay, if that person don't contact, he must tell the family, ah, me, somebody call me here. He's trying to ask me money, but me, I don't have money. So the family already know about you. They must produce who will take 10 euro, 5 euro, 7 euro to complete the money. And they send it to you, Mogea. Okay. Uh, so then, okay, so the person, like one so right two. now. We are the same, our father are the same parents. Uh-huh. My father and his father is the same mother and father. So she's coming, she left in the water too. Okay, let me understand though. And you have to bear with me because as you just said, the family structure is different for me than it is for you. So I have to ask again, so I make sure I'm totally clear. The woman who's missing is your wife, who was your brother's wife before he died. Exactly. And those children are your children because you inherited them because your brother died too. Yes. So those are your brother's children who are now your children. Exactly. Okay. And those are the ones who are missing, and that's your wife, and how many, and two children? Two children, yes. And how old are the children? The one six years, the one two years. And what are their names? The, the other one name is Amadou. Amadou? The other one name is Selu. Selu. Uh, both boys? Huh? Both boys? Both boys, yes. Okay. And see their pictures now. And, and your wife's name? Mariam. Mariam. And how old is she? She's 23 years old. She's 23 and she's from Guinea. And, um, she, and what else do we know about her? What did I know about her? Mm, I'm just trying to make sure I... And she's missing. Okay. The only thing I know about it, Pamela, I cannot lie to you. The time they arrived in Libya, she called me that we are here. And I tried to do anything to stop them not to come. Anything. But we should see is God. Right. Because, you know, the Sierra Leone embassy, mm-hmm. because this woman was talking, he asked me to pay money. Mm-hmm. Then she know that she bring these people near the sea already. She asked me to pay money so that I will get back my family. Because me, I want them to return. So the Sierra Leone embassy... Uh, 
standard. They want to pay the money after if I get it here, because mm -hmm. that time the way I'm here, the condition too, I know. So the Sierra Leone embassy say now me tomorrow I will take 2,000 dinar and go and give the woman, you get your family. That is, uh, the name of that guy is Mr. Tijan. Mr. Tijan asked yes. you for money to go get your family? No, it's the lady who asks this money. Then Mr. Tijan say, Mr. Jalot, I'm going to pay this money for you but to this get is, your family. And this was a contact through the Sierra Leone um, consulate? or um, My sister, me, the time I call this woman, two, three days, I, she don't pick up the phone. I'm already confused. I'm calling everywhere to make sure say, my family will be safe. But it's God. I will say like that. I'm calling every kind, any, anyhow, to make sure say, my family they are safe. But you know, I see it like this at the end. Um, <clears throat> I understand. I don't know that I feel. I do. I, I do. No, I do understand. I understand. Um, One week, she don't pick up. I call Sarah Leon Embassy. Please help me. This woman is here. They come and talk with her already. She say money. Now they return. They say tomorrow we are going to bring money to pay. I'm swear. If I lie to you, let God make I don't go back to Africa never more. The very same night, the woman sent me a short voice message. Amadou, I push your family. They enter. Okay. That in 20, 27 December. Okay. From 12 December, I talked to her. Mm -hmm. We are already agree she's going to return. Okay. Up to the 27 December. Mm -hmm. That days we don't talk. And then the 27th of December, what happened? She says she pulls them. They, they enter in Italy. In the sea. So she said they enter Italy. If somebody enter Italy five months, you will never call. You must call. Me, I know that. So now, Libya, they are with search of them everywhere. So they have confessed to us that they live inside the water. What city, is, um, what city are you and Mariam from in Guinea? Why village? Yeah, what city? What's the name of your city or village? Uh, the city is Peter. Peter. Ah. Okay. My sister, it's difficult. My sister, I don't like it. Me, if at all, it's not that. Like I'm telling you, if at all they they cannot deny my word, they, they upset me. Then God help me more. They return, Pamela. Now I'm going to change the topic um, from from your missing family to you. Uh, you told me you got you went to your commission hearing and you received two year documents. Yeah. And so now you're just looking for work. Yeah. But you feel what are your opportunities here in this town? In this town here, Lombardi. Now for here. I cannot say, but it's only God, but I don't believe I can have a job here. And uh, I thank God because you already come and see the town. And the, we cannot say town, you already see the village. But you know, as we the African, we say the uh, European village is African city. <laughs> you know, it's like that. But you know, I don't expect or suspect to have a job here. You don't? Expect or suspect, no. Where do you think you have to go to find work? Uh, I pray to God to take me to the place where I won't gonna have a job. Where is that? I cannot because I only now behind God because you know. It's in God's hands. If it's if it's my idea and my thinking will be good, 
like my idea for my family will never cross. They will be returned. So now if I think other thing else, maybe God will miss it. Now I will say God, You're let sending God too many messages me. to God, I see. <laughs> so if you could go anywhere for work though, where would you go and what would you do? Uh, unfortunately, you know, I cannot lie to you. As we, the immigrants who enter like this, uh, even though you educate, they will not believe because they don't see you with documents. So I'm telling you the truth. If they don't see your action or your job, uh, they know that yes, you do this. Just to talk, they will not believe. If you tell them I have this experience, no. But Emma, you know, the work we, the Africans, many of us expect to have in the Europe here or other place, like to be a security. Security guard? Uh, you know what I mean? Or to work in a, uh, in a, in a restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we are not arrived with diploma here. Because if we arrive with our diploma, we are dip we have to deposit and look for a job. But you're qualified to do many things. So if you could do, what I want to understand is what specifically you are skilled at doing. Because you said already you knew how to. Yes, Emma. I mean, I learned for metrologists and. You understand? Metrologist, I know it. Metrologist is something mathematically, mathematic. Something like mathematic. And I know it. And I know about agriculture. It's those, it's those two things I learn about. And so, if you could have it anyway, right now, if you could start work tomorrow, what would Soon you do? Soon as possible. What would you do? What would you do? The first thing, if I have it, because... The best thing, the best case scenario for you. Yes. Uh, you know, the first thing, like I have my document, I have to prepare the documents of that work. You understand? As a professional of this job. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know it. You have to create a plan. You understand? Yeah. Okay, that's the first thing. Then after, people will see how the things will go. Ah, so you're saying that you want to you wanna have the opportunity to actually just build something first so people can see, to prove that you can do something because yeah. you don't have the documentation, the diploma, or the degree otherwise to prove exactly. it. Gotcha. Exactly. But still, to answer my question, mm -hmm. that aside, regardless of what someone might think or believe, regard, you know, since you don't have a diploma in front of you here, Knowing what you could do, if you had all the resources in front of you and all the labor in front of you, what would you do tomorrow if you could have the best job that's for you, that's for Amadou in the world, what would you do? Our job. Which is? Yes. What is it? I will job it. I will do it. <laughs> but, but what? What would you do? Um, would you build something? <clears throat> would you harvest something? Would you design something? Would you? What, no, what would about you do? design, that one I don't know much about designing. Designing, no. What is it that you would do? You know, like example, if a way was difficult, like if you ask me now, Amadou, from where I are here to up there, I want to make a pong. A what? Pong. Okay, what's that? You understand? No, what is that? You don't know pong. Maybe it's a different word. Bridge. A bridge. Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, English pong and okay. bridge all is the same. Okay. You understand. So I want to make a bridge from here to that step. Okay. Up. So I'm gonna calculate. Now tomorrow I'll give you the result. 
how many meter wide is this amount of meter wide? How many meter long is this meter long? You know how to build a bridge from here to there? I will tell you tomorrow when I come, I will explain to you how much are you going to spend to make that bridge. And you'll know what materials to use? You understand what I mean? Yeah. And you'll know what materials to use and everything? Yeah. Yeah. So, Emma, if you get a big, uh, you want to make uh, your house, your living house or company like this here, mm -hmm. if you are, give me the map, you tell me this house I want to be. Then I will sit, uh, go over it, two, three days, and I will tell you, say, Buenas Señora. <laughs> okay. So, oh, Anna, I will oh, tell you. Oh, you're talking to someone. Mm -hmm. oh. So, I will tell you, how much are you going to spend, and how much blocks? Blocks. You know what I mean, blocks? Yeah, like how many blocks, blocks you are going to use right. to make that story building? All right. How many tiles you are going to use? You know what I mean? How many bags of cement you are going to spend in that house? That's awesome. That's my job. That is among and that's what you a part do. of the methodology. You want to build. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Open Encounters from Migrants of the Mediterranean. You can follow Migrants of the Mediterranean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you like Open Encounters, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. Open Encounters is produced, written, and edited by me, Pamela Kirpius. Editorial and outreach by Nick O'Connell. Music by Giovanni Escalera. To read every story and to donate to humanitarian storytelling, go to migrantsofthemed.com. That's migrantsofthemed.com.